0: Hi there, I'm Daniel Eccles, and this is the Learned Opportunity Podcast. This podcast is for emerging leaders, those folks who are building their platforms, sharpening their skills, and dreaming for the future. Join me as I help emerging leaders like you get unstuck so that you can start creating huge opportunities in your personal and professional life. I talk to some of the best leaders out there about how they've created opportunities in their own lives share my opportunity creating best practices from my experience as a certified career counselor and personal and professional development nerd. And I'll also chat with other emerging leaders about opportunity creating repeatable actions that you can apply to your life today. We're ready. So let's get started with learned opportunity. Hey, welcome back to the Emerging Leader Series. So I've been interviewing some emerging leaders who are currently in the middle of it all, are building their platforms, they are getting unstuck, they're creating opportunities for themselves. And today I'm talking to India Mulder. And I don't even remember how I found India, but she was just a joy to talk to. She's a college student down there in Texas a and I think you'll find her really charming. There are some things that are very Texas about some of her sayings and things like that. But she really stood out to me. I saw her, I think on Instagram, she had a podcast. And what was impressive to me was as a college student, it's really easy to just consume a lot of things like podcasts or books or any sort of media. But instead of just consuming, India has gone and has just decided, Like I have a story. I want to tell it myself. I'm going to start producing and creating rather than just consuming, even as a college student. And I think that that is really a great lesson in and of itself of how to create opportunities. It's not sitting back and waiting for permission to do these things until after college when you have the diploma to give you permission to create a podcast. No, she just does it. And I love that about her. So I think you'll really enjoy India. So she's going to tell us a bit about her story about how she has transferred schools, had a concussion during softball and has had to find identity in things that are more rooted in permanence and truth. instead of things like softball or other things that She had found her identity and that are just not long lasting. So as always in the show notes, you can see a little bit more about India and what she's doing to find a link to her podcasts and also her Instagram account, as well as with learned opportunity in this podcast and some of the, the other things I'm up to, you can go to the show notes and find my menu of options as well. So Without further ado, I'm going to take you down and we will join India from Texas. Well, India, I was wanting to have you on the show. I'm really excited to talk to you because I'm I really appreciate as a college student that you are not just someone that is taking content and consuming, but you're someone who is actually going out there and creating things. And it doesn't necessarily line up with all the stuff that you're doing, but you are just kind of getting out there and encouraging other people and started your own projects and things on the side. And I think that's really cool. So I wanted to have you on the, on the show just to Uh, show other uh, maybe college students, emerging leaders, just what's possible. And uh, if you have an idea, maybe go for it, you know? So thanks for coming on.
1: Of course. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. It's so funny, like being a guest on a podcast (laughs) because it's, I'm used to being like a host. So I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Go fire. Away. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, I I really haven't done many podcasts where I've been the guest myself or anything. So sure, it is a little bit different, but you, you can just talk and, and talk. And yeah, I'll appreciate it. So, so this whole podcast, I'm doing this thing. It's kind of an emerging leaders series. And I, that's when I'm kind of considering you. But tell listeners a little bit about who you are and what they should really know about you just to get started.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, hello everybody. My name is India. I am a Texas A&M junior now. I'm studying kinesiology, which has nothing to do with the message I'm putting out on Instagram and TikTok and stuff. But I have always been an athlete my whole life. I played college softball my first 2 years of college mm. until I had to medically retire due to concussions. So that kind of shifted my career choice a little bit. I always have wanted to do like exercise science and kinesiology, but now I want to do focus on concussion research. Mm. And I think a reason like I want to change kind of like, I think that our stories are so unique, each of us. And I think if you can utilize the story you've been given and use it for good and use it to help others, I think go for it. Like, that's what I always tell people. It's like, God gave you the story that you have the testimony you have. And Mm -hmm. so like utilize that for good. And so that's kind of what I've done. I have a huge family. I'm a middle child and I pretty much fit the middle child stereotype (laughs) to a T. I am very talkative. I am usually just like very loud and I like to make people laugh if if I can so that's kind of a little bit about me I'm trying to think of any other cool things but I I don't have any cool talents or anything aside from playing softball in college it's like my cool like mic drop moment
0: (laughs) well yeah I mean that's a lot of change too I think I saw that you also after softball transferred colleges as well or
1: Yes. So I actually went to college. My first little bit was in Moorhead, Kentucky. Oh. Okay. Um, so very different from Texas. But my family's from Fort Worth, Texas. So I was able to kind of transition back closer to home, which was kind of nice. But AM is huge and very different from Moorhead State. But I'm very thankful for the experience I had there. It has humbled me and it makes me appreciate all the opportunities that a and honestly.
0: Mm, yeah, I, I mean, I imagine that that was probably a very difficult time. I mean, you have invested so much into softball, I'm sure, and then receiving concussions, which isn't fun in itself. I mean, it's <laughs> getting no, getting hit no. in the head—no fun there. But then having to stop doing some of the stuff that you really love. What was that time like, and how did you start transitioning or really navigating such a, a difficult thing?
1: Yeah. To say that, basically to say the least, is I hit rock bottom, like pretty mm-hmm. fast. I was kind of in denial that I wasn't going to be able to play anymore. So I went through a lot of physical therapy and do- lots of doctor's appointments. where they were all saying, you know, I'm just still having problems. Like it always felt like I was had just gotten a concussion and they were like, you know, we don't know why this is happening. And the problem was that I got a concussion in February and then played with it until about April. So Mm, I just continued to get concussions on top of the one I had. And so that was that was the problem. But all these doctor's appointments, I go home and I go to the doctor and they tell me like, hey, you know, you should probably think about a different future um, mm-hmm. because you might not be able to have the future you want now. If you continue to play. And I was like, I don't know about all that. I, I think I'll go a different path. Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep pushing through this, this process and see kind of where it leads me. And my dad said, you know, If, if this was one of your sisters, what would you tell them? Mm. And of course, instantly I'm like, that's so, that's such a cheap shot. Like you did that (laughs) on purpose, but it was hundred percent true. Like at that point, I was like, you know, I would tell my sister right now, like you better get off that field and stop being dumb. Mm. And so that's what I did. And that's kind of when I, I think once I finally realized it and not just playing with the idea in my head, I was like, you know what? this sucks, like this is the worst thing I could possibly be going through right at this moment. There were a lot of other things, personal life stuff that kind of aided to this whole problem. Mm -hmm. But then once I got to that point where I was like, you know what, my situation isn't gonna change unless I do something about it. Because me sitting here and just being so upset is not gonna help. And so I had a really long car ride home, 10 and a half hours to Arkansas, which is where my grandparents lived. Mm -hmm. And so I was driving there. And the Lord spoke to me almost like clear as day. And he was like, this is not your purpose. Your identity Mm -hmm. is not in what you're doing. Your identity is not in softball and your identity is not in academics. It's not in athletic validation. None of that. And I was like, well, what the heck am I supposed to do? Like, this is what I've done my whole life. Like, I have no cool hobbies. I don't have, any, like, I can't sew, I can't knit, I can't like color or draw. Like, I'm not good at any of it. As but if like, those are like the goals, like, like, man, if only I could. Is kind of what I have going for me. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So it's like, what am I supposed to do with that? And I've never listened to a podcast before hmm. ever. And instantly I was like, I have, I'm really good at talking for long periods of time. And, you know, I've been said by my friends that I'm funny. And, you know, you take that with a grain of salt, right? But it gets in my head every now and then. But I was like, maybe I should start a podcast. I listen to Sadie Robertson's pod- podcast all the time mm-hmm. and now, but I had listened to a few episodes. I was like, I feel like I could do that. And get on there and just kind of talk about literally like what I had been going through and how I got out of it. Kind of like this. Yeah. It's like... How, like what I went through, it might help somebody like another athlete who's struggling or just a college student who's like hit rock bottom and they don't know where to go. It's like there there are so many ways that you can use like your story. And so that's kind of how I used mine. And like, basically, I just changed my mindset. Mm. I was like, instead of me being so frustrated and upset that that's the end of my softball career and I have to find something else to do and relearn a bunch of things. Instead of doing that, I was like, okay, I'm just going to use my story to bring awareness to how serious concussions are Mm -hmm. and to bring awareness to like finding your identity in things that are not rooted in truth. And that was kind of my, my thing is like, okay, I'm going I'm just going to make this about everybody else and not about me. If I make it about myself, I'll sit on the couch all day long and I will just eat some Chick-fil-A and I will not <laughs> get anywhere with my life <laughs> to be quite frank. Like that's what I was. Doing. I was upset. I was crying all the time. And I was like, I don't want to be, I that's not my personality. Like I am not somebody who, sits around and does nothing. And so when I made it about somebody else and the podcast like pulled me out of Mm. the gutter, pretty much like I was down bad. And once I realized like it's not about me in my story, God gave me this story to help other people. um, However, that is. And if it's only one person, that's fine. But if I can make it about other people, then I won't sit and sulk about my own problems forever.
0: (laughs) Yeah, gosh, you know what I I really like about that story was it is so easy to get stuck within yourself whenever we're in a situation where it's just not going the way that we wish that it would go or we're wishing that we could have a, a new opportunity and we just feel stuck. But what your dad said, I love how that just uh, snapped you out of yourself and it took the, the issue and the feelings of being stuck in it and externalized it onto somebody that you care for or a couple of, of people that you care for with your, your sisters. And I think that that is a useful practice that we can repeat anytime that we feel stuck is just taking it and externalizing it from ourselves and our own narratives that we continue to tell ourselves over and over and over again and just gives you a different perspective. So I really think that that's a, a neat practice and a really healthy way that you had community encourage you and and get you kind of out of your funk. So I I, I love that a lot. And so would that be the time that you would say that you felt the most stuck or were there other times that you kind of felt stuck? What other things do you do when you're feeling like, oh man, I I just, I need to get out of this rut?
1: Yeah, that was a big time. But honestly, that was a kind of a, a moment where I felt stuck in not really knowing what to do next. But basically when I transferred schools, that was kind of this weird period. Cause it's like being the new girl again and nobody wants to mm. be the new kid all the time. Like that's not fun, mm-hmm. but getting like feeling stuck then. And like, what do I do next? Like, how do I make the most out of the opportunities that are here? Mm. Because A&M has an enormous amount of opportunities. It's <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I have two years to do everything that more people who go here all four years get to do. And so it's like, I am going to make a list and I'm going to go to all the club fairs and I'm going to do all the things, be it all the football Mm. games, all the basketball games, like, that's what I'm gonna do. And so I kind of set these goals for myself. It's like I'm gonna get I got plugged in at church immediately because mm-hmm. I knew if I tried to do everything on my own without community, I would not be successful like ever. I'm very community based person. I think it's key for everybody. But for sure that was a time when I kind of felt this weird like, what do I do? Cause part of me wanted to just curl up in a ball and just go to class and come back home, watch TV and do that all over again. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't want to have to interject myself into a bunch of friend groups that had been around for the last two years. But I learned more than anything that, especially in college, there are so many people that are just looking to make friends. Mm -hmm. And there are so many people who want to help you out. And if you aren't, utilizing the resources that they have around you. And this goes for everybody outside of college too. Like there's resources everywhere. There's opportunities everywhere, but it, the world's not going to do that for you. The world's not going to put you in a new club. The world's not Mm -hmm. like you have to make those opportunities for yourself. And so that was one thing that I kind of felt like a time, like for sure, finding out what I wanted to do. And after softball, that was kind of the time when I felt, the most stuck because I was like, well, what do I do now? But that's when I started my podcast. So I was able to put all my energy into something that I knew was important. But I know a lot of other people have gone through stuff. They get into lifting and they get into, Mm -hmm. you know, nutrition, like stuff that they know a lot about to help other people because they were athletes and they were trained in these ways. And so finding something that you're interested in and also like this doesn't even go for people who are like have lost something if you already feel like your identity is in one thing solely that's kind of like a reality check like maybe like feel around and see if there's some other things you're interested in because you never know when something's just gonna not be there anymore most things
0: (laughs) aren't permanent too so if you can get out ahead of it and notice that okay i'm putting a little bit too much weight on this thing uh, yeah, and then prepare <laughs> so that you have something that is more based on a foundation that's that's permanent and, and true, and and just getting out ahead of those things would would probably be good. It's really hard, I think, to to get out there <laughs> these days for yeah. a lot of people, and we take for granted the amount of resources that are mm-hmm. available to us. M- maybe because there are just so many options these days too like we have more options than probably we've ever had before. And it, it's easy to take it for granted. But yeah, for
1: sure. One thing that I've learned a lot is just living a life uncomfortable is mm. the only way that you are going to make new opportunities for yourself. Because when you live so comfortably in your routine and everything, you're never going to do new things. And so I have people in my personal life that will do the same thing over and over again, because they don't want to get in that situation where they are uncomfortable or they're not familiar with what's Mm. going on. And that's, and that, if that's how you want to live, that's great. Me, I cannot, I, I have to be trying new things. Like I have, I have this feeling I get major FOMO, fear of missing out. So I like to do all the new things. And I know Mm. that's not easy for everybody. So my advice to you would be do something set a goal be like i'm gonna try this many new things i'm gonna do this like i'm gonna talk to five new people today like i know that's helped me a lot too because i'm like an introvert extrovert so like if i already know you i'm out there you'll see like i'm there if i don't know you it's hard for me to just walk up and introduce myself and be like hey my name's india like so that's something that i've kind of realized is just like talk to people you never know like who you're going to meet, what connections you're going to make. That's helped me a ton. Like I got a really cool job and now I have an awesome opportunity for some cool internships. And so it's like just putting yourself out there and making opportunities for yourself because people aren't going to make them for you if you're not even talking to them. Mm,
0: Yeah. it's a lot of fun to like try all these new things. And I think that I'm the type of personality that I'm all the time trying New things, And I want to create something and I'm jumping to the next best thing. But what I personally have trouble doing and where opportunity does lie a lot of times is in the consistent sustaining of good practices. How have you managed, you know, doing things consistently and sustaining and stewarding the resources that you are getting so many more with all of these new relationships that you're adding and the new opportunities? How do you steward those?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Actually, like because I'm in college, it's easy to base things semester based. <laughs> yeah. So like s- guess scheduling wise, like that's the best thing for me. It's like this semester I joined, you know, this many clubs and I'm like met a ton of people and I got involved and I volunteered. And it's like, It's easy for me to say, okay, this semester I'm trying around, like feeling around on the new things. And then I stick with the things I like. If I don't like something, don't force yourself to keep doing it. Like that's not making you happy. (laughs) So like do something different. And so that's kind of what I've done. It's it's, life is trial and error. Like you're not just going to go into something all the time and just fall in love with it. And so like try things you aren't even sure you're going to like. That's kind of what I've done. But sustaining those a huge thing for me, even with the podcast is remembering why you started it. Yeah. So like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and remember the things you love about it. So the podcast is, especially in school, like it is so hard to keep up with things sometimes. Cause the last thing I want to do is sit on my computer for an hour, two hours or <laughs> however long to yeah. edit a podcast when I could be <laughs> like hanging out with my friends sometimes. Like that's just the reality of it. But then I sit there and I'm like, why am I doing this? Because I want, to get these stories out there and to bring glory to God. And that's why mm-hmm. I'm doing it. So it's, it's like, if you really think of the reason why you do it now, I mean, if you're joining a club and it's just a bunch of guys hanging out, just a bunch of gals hanging up, why did you start? Cause you wanted a community. That's mm-hmm. great. Like sustain that community's good. You want a healthy community. Community, Because those are the people that are going to get you these new opportunities. And those are the people that are going to encourage you when you don't feel like mm. doing the things that you love anymore. And so I, that's what I would say is like just remembering why you start things and remembering why you love them. If you can't think of a single reason why you love something, stop doing it. <laughs> There's not a good enough enough reasons in this world why you should be doing something that you absolutely Uh, hate or despise. Even (laughs) if
0: something is starting to feel a little boring or blasé, like you might still love it and enjoy it and have the same purpose that you started it out with it might still be there. You know things just aren't always going to be exciting. They're not always going to be the most fun. I've had to do that myself with just different commitments that I've made for like my mentorship group or any time that you join a church, right? <laughs> it's a yeah. it's a commitment and you're not yeah. always going to be feeling it at all, but it's always a good uh, thing to remind myself like no I'm I do church because this is important this is what I actually care about and I, I need the encouragement the accountability and all the things that come with it I'm in my mentorship group because other people have things that they could really add to my life I can't just do this by myself so when those things kind of get a little bit routine bring those things that made it so that I, I want to do that is always really, really helpful. Can you tell us a little bit about your your podcast and just how that started, what it's about and, and everything that you're trying to do there?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it started kind of like when I was on my car ride home that I was talking about earlier. It's, mm-hmm. It was this like instantaneous, I'm very in the moment type gal. So anything comes to mind. I instantly am planning 20 years in the long run. I'm like, okay, if this works out like this, we're going to the bank with this, we're making millions off of this. Like I, I like at one point or another, I was going to write a book that lasted about five minutes, but the idea was right. there. Okay. Right. And I was imagining like New York's bestseller list. Like, I mean, I'm, I'd be a pretty good author if I actually knew how to write and when to put commas, but (laughs) I started the podcast. So I like literally had the idea. And within minutes, I started filming these short clips on my phone of ideas I had, because I was like, once I get out of this car, all these ideas are going to be out of my head. And I'm just, I don't want the moment to pass. And I want to remember why I had this idea in the first place. And so I, then I got home and I told my grandparents, I said, I think I'm going to start a podcast. Of course, their initial reaction is like, what was a podcast? (laughs) I'm like, that's a fair question. That is a fair question. I'll explain it to you. And they're like, well, what are you going to talk about? And I was like, well, I have so many daggum ideas. Like, I don't know what I want to talk about. So I started just thinking and I got the name within like an hour of the thought. Mm. My coaches used to tell us. It's the little things that matter. Like ITLT is what they would tell us. And we all had it on the brim of our visors and we would run out on the field and they would say ITLT because it was like those little things that you do when you do extra short hops or you take five more reps swinging, those things make you that much of a better player. And so I took that and stole it from them. Of course, I gave them credit, but I was like, wow, this is a great idea. Because it wasn't even necessarily like it it has lots of different meanings. So it's the little things in life that bring joy because mm-hmm. you can't really focus too much on like the big picture sometimes because sometimes the big picture is not enjoyable. Like the big picture for me ending softball, that was not fun. But I made a lot of new friends. I learned a lot about myself there were a lot of little things that added up to making it a pretty great story. And then another thing is just doing those little things daily. So daily habits, like doing your devotional, not getting on your phone immediately in the morning, like going on walks, doing things that make you happy and healthy. Those Mm -hmm. things are little things that you can do. And I wanted to emphasize those on my podcast. And so I have people, guests that come on, that I look up to friends in my life, people that I look up to, come on and they share their testimony and how they got out of the rut that they were in on mm-hmm. um, this testimony. So a lot of people have these awesome stories that they get on and they share and they tell me, you know, that they like had hit rock bottom and they were down bad for whatever was going on. And then they tell me like, no, they, that they got out of that. And that was because Jesus and Jesus alone. And I mean, honestly, that's the only person that's going to get you out of these ruts. I'm telling you guys, like you alone cannot do this, but Jesus himself is going to do that. And so it's like letting people know it doesn't have to weigh on you. Like take that pressure off of yourself get get plugged into community. And that's kind of what I just utilize through the podcast. But I'm super casual on there. I'm just like, hey, hop on. Let's chit chat like whatever. Like, so you're, you're really much, good yeah, at that.
0: It's casual, but it does have a lot of purpose, too. And you, you roll the conversation along very well. So listener, I, I think you should go check it out. It's the little things. And I I think that's just really important too. like it is little things. It's the formational things of your life the the things that you do turn you into the person that you are becoming and you're becoming someone whether you know it or not so and, and that goes back to your whole story with you know stopping softball and everything that was becoming your identity and you didn't know whether or not you know that was who you wanted to be if you chose so it's really about you know who's the woman that you want to become and what are the things that that woman does to become that person and doing all of those little things and adding that up and you'll, you'll get there. Right. It just takes some time. I usually want it right away, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no, for sure. I, and I think a lot of times that the reason that these things are taken from our life is that we are, Mm -hmm. like you said, like finding our identity in it so much that the Lord is like, this is not who I want you to be. Like I, you are blessed. Like I always was very grateful because my dad likes to tell me he was like, Thank the Lord for your talent because you're you would not be where you're at without the Lord blessing you with the the talent you have. And I was very grateful for that. But then I lost all of that when I got to college. I was like, this is me. It's all in my ability. It's how many times I how often I stay after practice. It's nothing that anybody else is doing. This is all my work. This is all my doing. And then it was an unhealthy validation that I was finding in it. I was like, if I don't do well at practice, if I don't impress my coach. I don't deserve to be happy. Like I'm going to leave Mm. practice and I'm going to sit and think about that the rest of the night that I think that was when God like, Oh, let's rewind a little bit. Like, that's not what I put this in your life for. So I would, I never, there's not a time of my softball career that I regret because it all led up to now. Um, But I definitely think even in that, like with how much I loved it, like I had a love for that sport, like not nothing, like no else could, could I have loved more? But, but there were times even in that, that I, I was bored and I felt stuck and I was like, Oh, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. Mm -hmm. And then you just push past that feeling and boom, I was like, what was I thinking? Duh. Like I didn't, I didn't mean that I'm not bored. Like I was just gotten a routine and I stopped appreciating an amazing thing in my life. And I mean, it happens it's human, but yeah. Reminding yourself like Sometimes you have to change your routine a little bit because your routine starts getting, you start doing it over and over mm-hmm. again and you're bored and nobody wants to do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Throw it on the wall, see if it sticks. That's what I always say, you know, <laughs> try something new and see. Yeah, for see sure. If helps. For sure. Well, what, are, what are you learning about right now?
1: Yeah. So I'm just kind of doing everything. Um, So now that I'm done with the semester, I'm going on a mission trip in January and I'm kind of just refocusing my priorities. Mm. So definitely taking more time to spend with the Lord because I kind of put that on the back burner with school. Not always, but, you know, it, it gets like that. Yeah. So then I've been prioritizing more, focusing on health as well like I'm trying to get back into that but I just have to go slow because of my head still so yeah I'm learning how to take things slow basically because it's not about one thing for my devotions that I've always had a problem with is wanting to read these huge chunks but me personally I don't get that much out of reading 10 chapters at one time so I'm just like get in the moment slow it down and realize that it it's it's more about the connection rather than Mm -hmm the content like all the content you're consuming so that's something I'm learning slow down prioritize figure out your priorities because it's the it's the holiday season it gets crazy if you don't slow down it'll pass you by before you even know it and then you're gonna be counting down the days till next Christmas
0: yeah so. for sure <laughs> You got to kind of find what works for you too. It's like the devotional Mm -hmm. sort of stuff, a little unsolicited advice. I mean, trying some of these other spiritual like practices, like fasting has been really important to me because it does get me out of my normal, my normal, you know, comfort is, is food, you know, like you said, Chick-fil-A. Yes. But you know, when I get rid of those things for a little bit of time, it, it makes me more aware of where, my feelings are actually at and I can take those things to the Lord a little bit more and be a little bit more present. So it takes a mixture of things for sure. But yeah, I just love that you're intentional and in, in trying to, to do that. That's, that's what matters, right?
1: Yeah. I think something that's always something I forget though. is like, I feel like I'm always learning like priorities and intentionality, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's something you actively have to like Intentionally think about is being intentional because I think so often if you're not thinking about it, you're not being (laughs) intentional. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I always have to ask myself and do like little audits on my life, you know, am I spending too much time on Instagram? And then, you know, I have my friend put a little bit more restrictions on there for a set amount of time or I get off of it for a little bit or things like that. Or how am I eating or just, Always assessing and checking in on yourself, auditing what, how you're doing in life is, is a good thing. And then trying something out for size. So sometimes I can be a little bit extreme on that. Like me and my wife, when we lived in Oregon, we tried being vegan for two months just to see if it was fun. It wasn't, but I learned how to like <laughs> vegetables. So <laughs> I didn't like vegetables before that. <laughs> so sometimes we go a little bit too far in yeah. trying out the things, but it's always a good thing to, you know, throw it on the wall see if it sticks. So Uh, I've been asking other emerging leaders this last question, kind of wrapping it up. But if I were to check in with you in a year, what would you say would be a successful year for India?
1: What would be a, oh okay. What would be a successful year for me (laughs) career wise? Because that's kind of a big thing right now, especially in the middle of college, Mm -hmm. I would say kind of have more vision on like, where I'm going afterwards. So right now I'm wanting to go to grad school after Hmm. this and and go directly into concussion research and then work with athletes later on. So that would be my goal is just to have like more of like a game plan because right now that's what I want to do. But I kind of need to have more of like a set plan. But also like I'll be doing an internship in the summer. So I'm curious to see kind of how that goes. I'm not exactly sure what the internship is, but kind of seeing like again more vision on career but i'm just taking it day by day because if i sit here and think about like my five-year plan type thing i'll stress myself out so i like will i'll sit here and be like okay this is a plan here are the steps i'm going to take and i'm going to utilize the resources around me like we were talking about earlier but utilizing like my mom has connections like no other and so just like utilizing those resources to help me because i i I'm 20 years old. I don't know what the next steps for that type of stuff are. So like doing research and actually making steps instead of just sitting and thinking about it is kind of what I've been doing. So a successful year for me, which is gosh, that's such a hard question because I don't know how to like measure that. So
0: right. Right. I want
1: to keep a good GPA. So like, and a year from now, I want to keep a 4.0. Mm-hmm. I want to have done my internship and liked it. and Or even if I didn't like it, that would help me actually check some things off my list of things I don't want to do. I plan on getting a pay raise at work to get my certification to be a personal trainer. And then I want to do some speaking. I yeah. hate public speaking, believe it or not. I'm, oh, really? because I get nervous. Mm. I can do this. I'm really good at this. I cannot get up on stage. So I want to do that because I want to get out of my comfort zone. And I think that I could, I could really do well, but yeah, honestly, there's going to be so many things that happen in the next year. And I'm so confident that it's going to be a great year, but I think the Lord has some awesome things in store for me that I have no idea what they are. So I'm kind of just have my like a few goals and then going with the flow because tomorrow has enough worry, you know, like I, and you know what, what
0: like I remember in my earlier twenties, like I felt behind and you know, it it can be easy to feel that way when you compare yourself to other people on Instagram or you see other students who are getting the job offers their senior year and stuff, but you're just You're not behind at all. I think that you're doing really great, and whether you hit all those goals or not, I'm really excited to see where you're headed and and who you're becoming. I I just think that you're a really neat person, and I think it's really cool.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you on the feeling behind aspect. That's something I see so often. Is like people won't do things because they feel behind, which kind of sounds like Mm -hmm. backwards. Sometimes, but then when you really think about it, it's like, yeah, like you're convincing yourself that you can't be successful in something because everybody else or some people are doing it. And I think that's one thing I've had to convince myself is like, no, everybody's going at different paces. Everybody's doing different things like keep, keep going, keep trying it everybody like success isn't measured the same for everybody. So for sure. For sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That's why you got to ask yourself what would be a successful year for you, not from what everybody else would say a successful year for you is. So yeah. So if somebody just listened to this podcast and wants to, you know, give you a job or connect with you or anything, how would somebody connect with you or get to play and participate in the things that you're doing?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I'm like super active on social media and I need to like chill out a little bit on that. (laughs) But just like my name on Instagram is India Molar. It's spelled E-N-D-Y-A. But you should be able to find me if you just look up the first name. And then my podcast is It's the Little Things. It's on YouTube, Instagram or yeah, YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, Apple. It's on all the things. But I'm very open. I try to answer DMs like when I get questions and things. So like send me questions to me, whatever. I don't care. Like I'm super open. I love connecting with people. So pretty much. Yeah, that's that's all the good things. You feel free to email me. It's on my Instagram as well.
0: Yeah, and I'll put all of those things. So there will be links to your a podcast and Instagram on the show notes. So listener, if you're interested, go ahead and do that. And hopefully we'll get to here maybe in a year or something. Maybe we'll check back in and see how you're doing. You're you're what I call this. Maybe it's a Hoosier saying, I don't know, or a Southern saying or something, but yeah, you're a mover and a shaker. So
1: yeah, <laughs> I like that. That's so, good. Yeah, That's good stuff. That's a really good thing.
0: Thank you. Well, (laughs) thank you very much and Lord bless you. Thanks for coming on the show. And listeners, thank you for listening. You know, join us next time. We're going to help you get unstuck so you can start creating more opportunities. Suppose you enjoyed today's episode of the Learned Opportunity Podcast, and you want to help create hundreds of opportunities for emerging leaders. In that case, there are a couple of ways that you can support this mission. One, you can make sure to follow or subscribe to the Learned Opportunity Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts, so that you don't miss any of our upcoming interviews with thought leaders, experts, and other emerging leaders like yourself. Two, you could leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. And this really helps more emerging leaders discover this show. And third, you could share this episode with someone you want to help get unstuck so that they can start creating more opportunities in their personal and professional lives. So as always, I love to hear from you. And you can send me a message on Instagram at djeccles. Or you can send me an email at Daniel at learnedopportunity.com.